All right, so I will say good morning. Thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan, Naftali and Chavi Tilson from Eretz Yisrael, for dedicating all the Shirm and Drashos this month. Naftali for thanking his Chavar, Benjamin Wall, for introducing him to the Dafyomi. May Hashem bless us all to finish the Dafyomi cycle together and celebrate with a Siyum in Eretz Yisrael. To thank Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin. May Hashem continue to protect our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And may all of our children remain safe and complete their year of learning with a deep connection to the land and to Hashem's Torah. To thank our Week of Learning sponsor, Mrs. Selma Wolf, for her Fushlima, for her grandson, Kobe Rothberg, Yaakov Zev Ben Sivya Devora, And to thank our Dafyomi sponsors, Robert and Lisi Lilienfeld, in commemoration of the art site of Robert's grandfather, William Myers Velvel, and to thank Said and Simahakin for dedicating the daf today in the Schus of Hatzlacha for their entire Mishpacha. Mishikach to all of our sponsors, and above that, let us begin. So we have a beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Nun Ches 58, and we are picking up at Nun Nun Zayin Amud Beis 57b. We left off at the two dots. On 57b. So we'll say, remember again, continuing in the Avoda of the Beis HaMikdash. So the Mishnah says as follows. Ira dam hapar dam hasar. So remember again, the Mishnah said that they would go ahead and pour the blood of the par into the dam of the soyer. So we'll say, so remember again, not they, he. So remember again, two blood services. We've gone through this extensively already. The blood service of the par has to be done first. Then the blood service of the soyer. It's done, it's done inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, pretty much the same avoda is done outside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. We saw Machlok has two stands, one stand, so the Ramel and Paskin two stands, but then when the blood service is complete, both for the Damapar Damasar, so the Mishnah says, Ira Damapar Lasok Damasar, the, the, the remaining blood of the par is poured into the Dam Hasoyer. So Tanak Kimando, Amrma Arvin Lekronov, so both says, remember again, the Mishnah says over here, now we are going to see in the next Mishnah, in the next Mishnah, that there is one more blood service. And that one additional blood service is a blood application on the corners of the, on the corners of the Mizbech HaKitores. So remember again, there is a golden altar that is inside of the Beis HaMikdash, which is the incense, incense altar. So we are going to see that there's one more blood application. So the Gemara just says, or the, see based on the Mishnah, that that we combine the blood of the par and the blood of the soyer before doing the blood applications on the corners of the Mizbeach. The Itmar, because we're going to say this is in Machlokes, Rabbi Yosher, Rabbi Yonasan, Chat Amr Ma'arvin, the Chat Amr in Ma'arvin, one opinion says that before we do the blood application on the golden Mizbeach, we combine the blood. And one opinion said, we don't combine the blood. To which the Gemara says, so we'll say, there's a machlokis about how to do the blood avodah on the Mizbeach Hazav. One opinion says that just like the blood applications of the par and the soyer were done separately in the Kodesh HaKadoshim and on the Kapores, so too they're done separately on the, on the corners of the Golden Mizbeach. And the second opinion says, no, Halacha Lamaisa, said the blood is combined and then applied on the golden mizbeach. So the Gemara says, Tistayim, Tistayim, Rabbi It would appear that Rabbi Yoshia is the opinion who says that we combine the blood. Why? So the Gemara says, Da'amar afagav yachdov keman dami. Because Rabbi Yoshia says, even though it doesn't say yachdov, 
It's as if it said Yachtov. Now, what, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. The Amr Avagav Lok said Yachtov, totally separate discussion. The Sanyo, Ish Ish Asheri Kalelas Aviv Esimom. So, what the Pasik says, if a man will go ahead and curse his father and his mother. See, interestingly enough, this is a prohibition to curse one's parents. So, interestingly enough, the Gemara says, Ainli Allah Avivi Imo. I'm reading in Rashi now. I only know if you curse your mother and father together that there's liability. Aviv below Imo, Imo below Aviv Minayin. How do I know that if I curse my father without my mother, or my mother without my father, that there's liability as well? Talmud Lomar, Aviv Kilo, Aviv Kilo, Imo Kilo, the Rabbi Yoshia. So Rabbi Yoshia says, because the Pasik goes back and enumerates a cursing of the father and the mother independently and separately. So the idea, so Rabbi Yoshia says, were it not for the fact that the Torah went back and reckoned them both separately, I might have thought that liability for cursing one's parents is only when one curses them together. Rabbi Yonas and Omer, Rabbi Yonasan says, no, I understand liability for cursing one's parents together and also separately. So the Gemara says, and you always assume that there's individual liability unless, of course, the Torah explicitly groups things together. Amo, the Rabbi Yoshia, Ilo hadar ksev avevi imo kilel hava amina reishi dikrash name ke'echad mashma. So we'll see, see from here that according to Rabbi Yoshia, were it not for the fact that the Pasuk went ahead and enumerated aviv and imo separately, you would have automatically grouped them together. Hachanami, midama par, midama soir, shneim ke'echad mashma. So to Rabbi Yoshia holds over here, the one that says midama par, midama soir, the default understanding of that is that what? The bloods have been combined. So when it says that you sprinkle on it from Damapar, Damasoyer, the assumption is the blood has been combined. So Rabbi Yoshe is the opinion who holds that before you do the blood application on the Mizbeach Hazov, the incense altar, you go ahead and combine the bloods together and then go ahead and apply. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, Design your real show, fine. Good. I feel tame Rabbi Yonasan. Maybe not. It could even reflect the view of Rabbi Yonasan. How so? Shiny hacha, it's different over here. Dixiv achos. See, Rabbi said the Pasik does go out of its way to say the word achos, meaning that what? That the blood application is done as one. So, Tanya de Lokishinuyan, so the Gemara was a Braissa the other way. So, the Gemara is just talking about over here that it's not, we were trying to figure out, we know we have a machlokas, right? What's the machlokas? So, the machlokas is halacha lemaisa, is the dama par dama soyer combined into one bowl and then the mixture applied or is the Dama Par Dama Sawyer applied to the Mizbeach independently? That, that's the Machlokas. So you're just trying to figure out who's saying what. So Tani Bil Kishin, a bright sub, that's not like what we just said before. The Pasik says the coin will take from the Dama Par Dama Sawyer Shiyihiyu Mi'urabin Div Rabbi Yoshia. So also Rabbi Yoshia says that they should be mixed together. That you mix the Dama Par, you mix the Dama Sawyer and then you go ahead and apply it to the golden mizbeach. Tap of nunches. Rabbi Yonasan Omer, Rabbi Yonasan says, no, you apply the two bloods independently. First you apply the dam apar, and then you apply the dam hasoyer. Omer lo Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Yoshia says to Rabbi Yonasan, Balokvar ne'ema achos. So Rabbi Yoshia says, but one second, Rabbi Yonasan, it says achos, one blood application, right? It says one blood application. Rabbi Yonas says, I know it says achos, but it also says, midam hapar, 
umidam hasayer, which indicates to us that there is an application of both types of blood. Imkain lama neemar achas. If that's the case, that you applied the bloods separately, so why does it say achas? Lomar lecha achas veloshtayim. Ultimately, again, to go in and teach me what there is one blood application. I'm sorry. Lomar lecha. To teach me about say that even though you're going to apply the bloods separately, there's one blood application of each. You apply the dam hapar once and not twice. You apply the dam once and not twice. Now we're going to see. I apply it. I apply it. Excuse me. I actually apply it four times. We're going to see that the blood is applied on all four corners. What it means is one application in that one time per corner, as opposed to multiple times per corner. Tanya, idach, another b'raisa, v'lokach, midam ha-par, midam ha-sar. So what's another b'raisa? B'raisa says, you shall take from the dam of the par and the dam ha-sar. Shimu'uravin zebozeh. That the blood should be mixed together. Or you might have thought that no, you should apply the, the, the par blood and the sa'ir blood independently. Therefore, the Pasuk says you apply it once. And about say it reflects if you have So if I say what emerges from this schemara is that when it comes to the blood applications, and again, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because the blood applications on the Mizbeach Azov, on the golden altar, on the golden Mizbeach, which is normally used for Ketores, that's Mamash, the next Mishnah. We're going to see that on the top of Ahmed Bey's right now. So Yimar is jumping to that discussion. And the Shailu just is for that application, is the Dam HaPar and the Dam HaSoyer applied individually, or are they combined together and applied jointly? That is a Mechlokes, Rabbi Yonasan, Rabbi Yoshia, and Rabbi Yonasan. Rabbi Yoshia saying they're mixed and then applied, Rabbi Yonah's son saying they are applied separately. Was it Hadoi Paskin? The Rambam Paskins like Rabbi Yoshia. Namely that, like the Mishnah says, so essentially what you have is as namely that the bloods are combined and then applied on the Mizbech HaZahav mixed together. So essentially what you have for the blood service is as follows. You have the Dama Par, the Dama Sawyer, inside of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you apply the dam apar, achas lamala shavalamata. You apply the dam hasoyer, achas lamala shavalamata. Outside of the base hamikdash, you apply the blood. Right, you sprinkle the blood in the direction of the parochas of the curtain. Achas dam apar, achas lamala shavalamata. Dam hasoyer, achas lamala shavalamata. You now have the two bowls with the remaining blood. What happens now? The way the Rambam paskins halacha lemaisa, you take the leftover dam of the par. Pour it into the leftover dam hasayir. You now have one bowl of the combined dam hapar dam hasayir. You now use that combined bowl for the blood application on the mizbeach hazav for the sprinkling of the blood. Or really, it's going to be the going to really sprinkling. We're saying it's the application of the blood on the mizbeach hazav on the golden order. That's how he paskin like Rabbi Yoshia. Nasan hasamali berekon. Was an interesting, an interesting discussion over here. So remember, the Mishnah then said. After you go ahead and combine the blood together, you place the full utensil inside of the empty utensil, right? So you place the mole. So essentially, you go ahead. Remember, you're pouring the dam hapar into the dam hasoyer. So then, pashtas, you're going to put the empty kli that had the dam hapar underneath the kli which houses the dam hasoyer. Now, this is very interesting. 
V'kibel boes adam mahu. So we'll say, listen to this. So the Gemara now asks a general question. Forget about Yom Kippur. What happens stan? Stan, a regular day in the base of Mikdash. You're a Kohen, you're shechting a carbon. Even though, again, shechita doesn't have to be done with a coin, but you're a Kohen, shechting a carbon. And remember again, after shechita, what do you have to do? What do you have to do? Kabbalah. So remember again, you have a bowl for Kabbalah. You have a bowl for Kabbalah. So we'll say, what about the following situation? You took two bowls. You don't need two bowls, but you took two bowls. So you have the bowl in which you're being makabal the dam, and that bowl is sitting in another bowl. So now you're holding two bowls, you're a coin, holding two bowls, going ahead and receiving the dam. So the Gemara says, what is the status? Mahu, is that a kosher kabbalah? Now, now what's the shayla? What's the shayla? Min bamino chotzeitz, o eno chotzeitz. So let's see, here the shayla. You're not allowed to have a chatzitza. There can't be anything interposing between your body and the klisharis. For example, let's say the Kohen Gadol decides to wear gloves, right? He wears gloves. What's the status of his avoda? Puzzle. Puzzle. There can't be anything interrupting between. So, so therefore, again, what's the shayla? Does the presence of the additional kli, remember you have two balls over here, only the, we'll call it the upper one is being used for Kabbalah, the bottom one that's touching your hand, not really doing anything. So is that called a chatzitza? Is that called an interposition between your hand and the klisharets, thereby invalidating the avoda? Now I will say, what's the shayla? They're both bowls. They're both bowls. So the shayla is, min, min bamino, do two items, the two like items, create a chatzitza situation or not? This is the fundamental shayla. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, Rashi says, this is not a Yom Kippur Shaila. This is a general Karbano Shaila. Rashi says, Mizrak by Mizrak. Two bowls. So do, does, does the presence of the additional bowl, is that a chatzitza or not? Now both say, why is it a Shaila? Of course it's a chatzitza. It's an extra bowl because it's all bowls. So do we say min bamino? They're all bowls. That's not called the chatzitza. Chatzitza is something that's foreign or alien, right? At the end of the day, this is all bowls, and therefore it should not. Is it a chatzitza or not? A fascinating shaila. Amrle tinisua. So he said to him, "The truth is, we know the answer to this. What's the answer? Nasan as hamali bereikon. We already learned this. What, what did our Mishnah say here in Yuma? What did the Mishnah say? After you finish with the blood applications, mibachutz, what do you do? You pour the leftover dam hapar into the dam asoyer." And then what do you do with the bowl of the Damapar? What do you do with it? You put it underneath the bowl of the Damapar, which means that the Kohen, when he comes to do the blood avoda on the Mizbech HaKitor, the Mizbech HaZav, is what? Holding two bowls in his hand. He's holding two bowls in his hand. And yet clearly it's not a chatzitza. So the Gemara says, My love, Hoshiv Mizrak Malay, the Soch Mizrak Reikon. Are we not talking about a case where again, when it says you pour, you pour the bowl of the damapar into the bowl of the damasoyer, and now bepashtos, you put the empty bowl underneath the full bowl, and the coin holds both. So from here you see that ultimately, again, min bamino is not chotzeitz, to which the Gemara says, lo, ira mizrak malei lesok mizrak reikonhu. Now the Gemara says, interestingly enough, what are you doing? You're going ahead and pouring a full bowl into an empty bowl. Look at Rashi just a moment. Lo ira mizrak malei laachar sheira dama par lesok dama ledama soyer choser umaara mizrak malei lesok mizrak reikon. No, boss. Listen to what it means. It means like this. This is fascinating. You pour the leftover dama par 
into the Damasoyer. And then what? Then you take that mixture and pour it into another empty bowl. Empty bowl. So the Gemara says, Why are you doing this? In order to have the bloods mixed together properly. Because as we've already seen, right? Remember again, ox blood and goat blood are different. Remember again, how are they different? Number one, right? So again, the, the, the coloring is different. And number two is, um, what's the word? Um, viscosity. Thank you. Viscosity of it is different as well. So what I said, the idea is you want them to be mixed together for the blood, you want them to mix together properly for the blood application to the golden mizbeach. So what happens? Actually, the process is as follows. You take the kli with the damapar, pour it into the kli with the damasoyer, and take that mixture and pour it into a third kli. What then happens? What are you holding then when you come to do the final avoda? What are you holding? Only one kli. Right? See, right, the happiness, you might have thought you're holding three. No, 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 no. You're only holding that final third kli. So kli number one that had the damapar is gone. Kli number two that held the damasar is gone. And all you have is kli number three, which has now the combined bloods that have been properly mixed as a result of moving them all. It's like Sheva Brachas. Right? Sheva Brachas. I see you're right. You're pouring to here, you're pouring to there, you're pouring to the third one, and everybody's good. So the Gemara says, so I'll stay from both sides. There's no raya. So the Gemara, so remember again, at the Shaila of the Gemara still applies which is on a general day, on a general day, if you were to do Kabbalah with two bowls in your hands, would that work or not? That is a general shaila, but there is no raya from Yom Kippur. So Tashma, so we'll say, the Gemara tries to prove from a different way. This is interesting. Hayomir al-gabe kli, o al-gabe regal chavero. I will say, if when doing the avoda, the Kohen was standing on top of a kli, or is standing on his friend's foot, puzzle. Ultimately, again, the avoda is possible. I will say, I understand the first part, right? Why? Standing on a kli, because remember, nothing could be, nothing could be chotzeis between the coin's foot and the ritzba and the floor of the basement, which is why the coin can't wear shoes. So if you're standing on a kli, I understand at the end of the day why that is a chatzitza, the avoda is invalid. But what's interesting, if you're standing on someone's foot, see, I will say, a foot should be what? Is what? It's min bamino, right? It's two like items. So it's like one big foot, right? Standing on someone's foot is like one big foot. Why should that be a chatzitza? So from here you see min bamino chotzitz. To which the Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, shiny regel to the matzi mevatale. See, I will say, here's the issue. The reason why that foot, your friend's foot is a chatzitza, is because you can't ensure that it'll remain there the entire time. And as I will say, that even if you want to hold that min baminos in a chotzitz, that's because you control the other item. But when you're standing on something that you do not control, like someone else's foot, so halacha lamaisa, that is a chatzitza, because at any moment the person could pull it in or take it out. So the Gemara says, Tashma. So still, we're not, I haven't resolved the Shiloh. Tashma. The Pasik says, Es kokli ashares, the service utensils, that you will go ahead and serve with them, plural, in the Kodesh. Shabbosei, the Gemara picks up an interesting, an, interesting, um, an interesting observation. So the Torah, when speaking about the service utensils, uses a plural Lashem and says, when you do the Avoda with the utensils, now the truth is, when we would normally read that passage, say, of course it uses the plural. Why does it use the plural? Because in the course of Avoda, you're generally what? Generally what? 
using more than one utensil. Gemara is making a fasting observation. Maybe it's coming to teach us that even if you used two utensils in one service, it's not a chatzitz. And the both say, that is indeed how the Rambam paskins, that if you were to do Kabbalah in two bowls, one inside of the other, in halacha lamaisa, it is not a chatzitz. The avodah is kosher. The avodah is kosher. Why? Because min bamino eno chotzit. So it's a very important halacha. I'll just give you an interesting application of this min bamino eno chotzit. Nothing to do with humor karbonos. So let's say, you know, the halacha is, the halacha is that the bias of your tefillin is supposed to touch your bicep, right? Of the shayad, the shalrosh, right? So the, ha- the bicep is supposed to be, is supposed to be on the, on the, the, the tefillin is supposed to be on the bicep. What happens, so what happens if, this is, I think, much more, much more prevalent if you put on, you know, more like a nusach ashkenaz, if you wind in, as opposed to winding out like nusach sfar. Let's say you go ahead and you're putting on your tefillin, and your ritsua comes underneath your bias. That you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be very careful that your ritsua should not come underneath the bias of your tefillin. That the bias should rest right on your, on your arm. But let's say the ritsua came underneath it, right? And you realized after davening, Ay, my ritsua was underneath the bias the entire time. Do I have to put on tefillin again? And Mr. Buru Paskins, no. Why not? Min bemino enochotes. Because again, it's all called tefillin. It's all called tefillin. So therefore, again, like items do not serve as an interposition as a chatzitza. So obviously it should be avoided. The tefillin should rest directly on the bicep. But should you realize afterwards that the ritzua was there in between the tefillah and the bicep, it does not undermine the mitzvah of tefillin. Incredible. Same thing by Karbanos as well. Good. Let's go right there. Says, Interesting case. So we'll say, let's say in this case, you put the sieve. Sieve is palm bast. It's the absorbent part of a palm tree. Just imagine like a, like a spongy type of, 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 uh, of item that comes from the palm tree. So, so let's listen to this case. You placed siv, Rashi says over here, siv, Here's the shayla. You went ahead and you put this sieve, this palm bast, inside of the kli. And you did kabbalah now with that palm bast inside of the kli. So what's the shayla? Does the sieve serve as a chatzitza between the dam and the kli? Remember again, the dam must be in a kli sharis. So if now you have this sieve inside of the kli, does that serve as a chatzitza? To which the Gemara says, So hiniach siv besocha mizrak vekiba boas adam mahu. What is the halacha? Min b'she'eno mino chotzeitz, o eno chotzeitz. Do we say, look, in this case, the sieve is eno mino. Is eno mino. So do we say, min b'she'eno mino is chotzeitz or not? Kevan demachal chalochai. So on one hand, we could say, that the sieve itself is porous. Because it's porous, therefore the blood kind of goes in and out. So the blood is in contact with the klisharis, and therefore perhaps it should not be a chatzitza. Or perhaps we say no. Once anything alien is inside of that kli, by definition, that klisharis, that, that bowl, by definition, that is a chatzitza. So we'll say, good shayla. We learned this. So we'll say, the Yomar calls a totally unrelated, totally unrelated discussion by Para Aduma. 
the Mishnah records over here that if you're gathering Mayim Chaim, right? If you're gathering spring water for the Para Aduma service. So again, we're not going to go into all of this now, but the Gemara, the Rashi quotes the, the, the Mishnah in, in Mesechah's Para that they would use like a hollowed out stone that they were placed by the spring in order to acquire, in order to gather the water. Let's say you placed a sponge in that kli. You placed a sponge in that stone. So what's the halacha? You can't take the water from the sponge, ultimately, again, for use for the paraduma, but you can go ahead and take out the water up until you get to the sponge. So what do you see from here? So the Gemara says, shiny maya, my water is different, the kalish, because the klishi. Water is very, what's the right word? Um, klishi literally means light, but I guess we... Um, what is it? Consistency? A thin consistency, good. Has a thin consistency, right? Ultimately, so water is able to travel easily in and out of the sponge. And therefore, again, halach is considered to be inside of the kli. Amri, so we'll say, but let's say blood, which is a little bit thicker, perhaps would be a problem. Ikeda Amri, others explain. Ikeda Amri, hachi, pashitle, this is how it was answered. Bidam kosher, bekomets pasal. With blood, it would be kosher, but with a komets, with a mincha, it would be pasal. So we'll say, that is indeed how the Ramam paskin. So therefore, Allah halamaisa. We'll say, to be clear, l'chatchila, one should not put the sieve, the palm vest, inside of the klisharis. That's for sure. But if one did it, if one did it, so halacha l'maisa, interestingly enough, the Gemara posits that it would not pose a problem with the dam. It would not pose a problem. It would not invalidate the dam from being used. Why? Because we assume that because the dam is viscous, right? And the dam is able to go ahead and travel in and out of the bast. So the bast itself, the sieve, is not a chatzitza. Where would it come up as a chatzitza? So also remember, by karba mincha, what do you do by karba mincha? You go out and you do your three finger folds. You take your kamitza. You put that kamitza inside of a klisharis. You put that kamitza inside of a klisharis. If you were to put that kamitza inside of a kli, and that kli were to have a sieve, that would go ahead and be a chatzitza, which makes sense. Why? Because Rabbi remember, the, the kamitza is not viscous, right? The kamitza does not go ahead and automatically... The kamitza does not go automatically go ahead and flow, and therefore Allah Chalamaisa that would pose a chatzit. So therefore, I will say, so Allah Chalamaisa min b'mino says, if you do, if you do Kabbalah with two, if I think it's working, if you do Kabbalah, I think it's working all right. If you do Kabbalah with two bowls, Allah Chalamaisa, it is, it works. The abode works. But if halacha lemaisa again, you put sieve palm bast inside of the bowl for dam it will work for mayim it will work, but ultimately for karm mincha it will not. Excellent. We'll say Amud Bey's Mishnah. Here we go. So remember again now the Gemara records as follows. Remember again we made reference to this. Now he's combined the blood. Just so you know what we're up to. He's combined. Thank you. He's combined the dam apar together with the dam hasoyer. Now we're going to do the blood applications on the Mizbeach HaKetores, on the golden altar. So the Gemara The coin will go out to the Mizbeach. He will go out to the Mizbeach. He will go out to the Mizbeach, ultimately that is before Hashem. So the Gemara says, Zeh Mizbeach Hazor. This refers to the golden Mizbeach. Hischil Machta Viorit. So we'll say, interesting enough, we're going to see that when the Kohen Gadol would go ahead and do the blood applications on the Mizbeach Hazav, on the golden altar, what he would do is he would go over to the corner, 
dip his finger in blood and he would apply the blood in a downward motion. Again, we'll, we'll get into this more in just a little bit. So we'll say, what corner of the Mizbeach? I, I want to point out, remember, the Mizbeach Hazal was small. Was small. So we're going to see, like, you could stand in front of that Mizbeach and touch all four corners, right? So just so you understand, as opposed to the Mizbeach Achitz on the outer Mizbeach, for animals, which was very large, this was a very small altar. So Mehechanu Maskil, from which corner of the golden Mizbeach does the coin Gadol begin the blood applications? Mikaren Mizrachis Tsephonis, northeast. Start from the northeast corner, Ma'aravis, then Mizrachis Tsephonis, then Tsephonis Ma'aravis, northwest corner. Ma'aravis Duromis, southwest corner. Duromis Mizrachis, southeast corner. That's the order according to the Mishnah. So we're going to see that this is almost like the exact opposite of the way blood was applied on the outer altar. Literally, the way Mishnah phrases it is, the place where he would start with the blood applications of a chatos on the outer mizbeach, that was the very place where he would finish with the blood applications on the inner mizbeach. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, no, bimkoma hayo omer, the Tanakama holds, that the Kohen Gadol would literally walk around the Mizbeach Hazav. He would walk around and do the blood applications on each of the corners. Rabbi Eliezer says, no, he doesn't walk around. Rather, he would stand in place, and he would go ahead and apply the blood like that. So in other words, Rabbi Eliezer says, you don't have to walk around. You could stand in place and do the blood applications from where you're standing. That was a general sort of Elizabeth Mishnah says that when applying the blood, you would apply the blood milamata lemala. You would start, we're going to see this is applied on the chronos, what we call the horns. You would start again on the bottom, right, and work your way up. So, right, you would start from the bottom, work your way up with one exception. Chutz mizusha With the exception of the corner that the coin god was standing directly in front of. Shayanosein milamala lemata. For that corner that he was standing right in front of the blood application, there would be from top to bottom. We're going to see Rashi explains this was in order to go ahead and not dirty his clothing. Again, we'll discuss this. He's a ataro Then, so remember, there's a one blood application on each of the corners, right? The blood application is done milamata lamala in an upward motion, right? From, from, the, from the bottom of the horn top, except for the corner right in front of him, he would go ahead and go from the top to the bottom, and then he would sprinkle at tiharo shamizbeach. So what we're going to see, tiharo shamizbeach means the top of the mizbeach itself. Why, why the top of the mizbeach is called tiharo shamizbeach, we'll see Amir Tzashem. See, he would sprinkle on that seven times. Fine, Ushiyari Hadam. Now we'll say now, remember, now the leftover blood. So just so you appreciate now, remember, we'll say, what number sprinkling is this? What number sprinkling? Right? Three. Now remember again, now the truth is, this is not really a sprinkling, right? This is an application, right? Remember again, up until now, we've had Zrikas Hadam. We did a Zrika in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. We did the Zrika in the Kodesh opposite the Parochas, the curtain. Now this is what is called really a Nesina. This is a blood application. So now the, the dam of the par and the dam of the sar have been used three times. For the first two applications, the first two sprinklings, dam of par, dam of sar were used independently. Remember again, after you finish with your sprinkling on the parochas, on the curtain, what do you do? What did the last initial say? What do you do? Combine the bloods. So remember again, you're using the combined, we pass like Rabbi Oshia, you're using the combined blood 
for the blood application on the golden mizbeach. So then we'll say after you finish applying it on the corners, you now use sprinkles. Remember this application on the corners. Well, so it's there's an application and sprinkling. Kishmoking, right? Sprinkling is uh, is kimatzlif, right? Like like a whip, right? And again, nesina literally means you're right. God was dipping his finger in the blood and literally going ahead and placing it on each of the corners. After he finishes the corners, he then sprinkles it again on the top of the Mizbeach seven times. Now what do you do with the leftover, with the leftover blood? V'shiyare hadam ha-yishofech al-yisod ma'aravi shal Mizbeach ha-yitzod. But say any leftover blood, he would now take ultimately to the western base of the Mizbeach and pour it out on the Yisod. The Yisod of is the base. We're going to see that there was actually, a, uh, there, was, there was a cavity there. There was an opening that was used to pour out remnants, sacrificial remnants or blood. Right? So he would pour it out by the western base. Now we'll say any leftover blood used from the animal sacrifices, right, on the outer Mizbeach, that was poured out by the Yisod, by the base on the south side. Elu vi Elu. So one was on the west side, one was on the south side. Elu vi elu, misarvin ba'amanabosay. Now, whether you pour it out in the sort of the west side or the south side, all of that blood goes to the same place. Elu vi elu, misarvin ba'amah. They all go ahead, all of this blood combines. Amah is a canal. Right, Abosay, this refers to the canal that would go ahead and run out, right? Remember, it was a canal that ran through the base of This is how they would clean out in general all of the blood in the Azara. So it was a canal. And then where did that canal go to? Biotzin Lenachal Kidron. This is incredible. The, the canal itself emptied into the Kidron Valley. And what would happen? Vinim Karin Liganonin Lezevel. The blood was then sold to farmers for fertilizer. Umolin Bahen. But that, that, that blood is subject to mi'ilah. So I will say, you cannot just go into the Kidron Valley, stay by the opening of the channel, and collect the blood and use it. Why? Because it was sacrificial. It was still consecrated. In order to go ahead and use it, what do you have to do? In general, what do you have to do in order to go ahead and use, and use Kodesh? You have to redeem it. You have to, how do you redeem it? You pay for it. You pay for it, right? So they would pay the base Hamikdash, they would pay the Gizbar for this blood, and once they paid it, the sanctity was transferred onto the money. The blood becomes becomes chol and can be used ultimately again for 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 um, for fertilizer. That's what it means when it says umolin by molin by means if you use it without paying for it, halacha that is meila. That is meila. Good. So it says the Gemaraten Rabbanon. So remember, I just want to point out the geography here is incredibly important. So remember what's happening. The last time we saw the Kohen Gadol, where was he? Just to reorient ourselves, where was he? Right? Where he was? He was outside of the Kodesh Hakadoshim, facing the curtain. Right? So remember again, when you're facing the curtain, you're facing west. You're facing west. So he was facing west. Behind him, behind, now remember, if he's facing towards the curtain, remember because he just did his, his eight applications, he placed down, he combined the two bloods by the two stands, those two stands are to the right of him. Right behind him is the Mizbech Hazav, is the golden altar. What the Gemara now says is something very interesting. He will go out to the Mizbech. Now both sides, this Lushen is interesting. Why is it interesting? Because the Yatzal Mizbeach sounds like what? Sounds like what? He's leaving somewhere and going to the Mizbeach. Now, actually, he's not leaving anywhere. Remember, the Mizbeach Hazav is inside of the Kodesh, is inside of the same building, the same structure 
that the Kohen Gadol finds himself. So what do you mean, V'yat Listen to this. So the Gemara says as follows. You see, there is another time when the coin Gadol sprinkles blood towards the Parochas. And when is that? We saw this in yesterday's daf. This is the par haba'akol hamitzvos. Now, when do you bring a par haba'akol hamitzvos? If the coin gadol made an erroneous psak halacha, he passed in the wrong way in a particular issue, and he himself performed something that was punishable by kares. Punishable by kares. So again, he made a mistake. He has to bring a particular carbon. Now, what happens? The blood application of that carbon is similar to Yom Kippur in that he goes out and sprinkles towards the parochas. And here's what's interesting. Where does he stand? Where does he stand when he goes ahead and sprinkles that blood? He stands ultimately again between the Mizbeach and the parochas. So the Gemara says, You might have thought the same thing happens over here by Yom Kippur. Therefore, Tamalomar Vyatzala Mizbeach. Haychan Haya, where was he? Lifnim menames beach. So I'm supposed to listen to this. What the Gemara says, the Torah is coming to teach us is as follows. That where does the Kohen Gadol do the blood applications on the Mizbeach? Viyatsa ala Mizbeach. He goes, essentially, I will say, what he does is, he walks past the Mizbeach and then turns around. He walks past it. So in other words, you might have thought, and essentially what kind of happens is the Kohen Gadol finishes doing the blood applications on the parochas and then what? What does he have to do? Just turn around. No. He walks past the Mizbeach then turns around and does the Avodah. Therefore again, ultimately again, he was past the Mizbeach. So the Gemara says, what does it mean when it says Lifnehashem? So say since by Yom Kippur, when the coin god is doing the was doing the sprinkling on the curtain for the blood of the parent, the blood of the Sarah, where is he standing? He's standing on the inside of the Mizbeach. He's standing between the Mizbeach and the Parochas. You might have thought, therefore, when he does the blood applications on the Mizbeach, same thing. He should stand between the Mizbeach and the Parochas. So as I teaches us that when the Kohen does the Avodah, when he does the blood applications on the Golden Mizbeach, he does it on the Mizbeach that is Lifnei Hashem. The Mizbeach is Lifnei Hashem, but the coin is not Lifnei Hashem. What does that mean? To which the Gemara says, HaKetzad, Omeid Chutz LeMizbeach Umazah. What it means is he stands outside of the Mizbeach and he does the sprinkling. Which means, what I say, so again, I actually, all right, for tomorrow, Mirat Hashem, we actually got a big, uh, big cardboard of the of the of the base of Mikdash. I'll have that out by tomorrow. But again, I will say, just to illustrate it, it's very simple, you understand it. Up until now, the Kohen Gadol has been standing right over here, right, right opposite, right opposite the curtain, going ahead and doing the Hazal right over here by this broken line. You might have thought that when it comes ultimately to the blood applications on the Mizbeach, all he's going to do is what? Turn around and do the blood applications right here on the Mizbeach. 
Kamashmala know that he's going to go ahead and now leave, walk past the Mizbeach. We're going to see this in the Machlokes as to how he walks past the Mizbeach, but he's going to walk past the Mizbeach and ultimately now stand in front of the Mizbeach. So we'll say, the Torah phrases this as that he does the Avoda on the Mizbeach that is Lifnei Hashem. And the way this is incredible, the way the Gemara Darshans it is, the Mizbeach is Lifnei Hashem, but the Kohen Gadol is not Lifnei Hashem. Now what does that mean, you know, say? The Mizbeach is Lifnei Hashem and that the Mizbeach is right in front of the curtain. But where is the Kohen Gadol? Where is the Kohen Gadol? Behind the Mizbeach. So I'll say at this point in time now for the blood application, the Kohen Gadol is standing behind the Mizbeach, still facing west, right? He's still facing the curtain. But now there's the Kohen Gadol, the Mizbeach Hazav, the golden Mizbeach right in front of him, and then the Parochas, then the curtain. Good. So I'll say that's halacha number one. Weiter. Hischil, machtav yorid. So I'll say, so remember again, he would go ahead and do the blood application. Machtav yorid literally means, literally what it sounds like is, he would go ahead and dab the blood on the corner and then move downwards. So tanarabanon, hischil, machtav yorid, hebe hechon hayamasa. So I'll say, before we get into how the actual application was done, the Gemara is a bit more focused on which corner is he starting with. So remember again, we saw machlokis in the Mishnah. So mehechon hayamaschil, Mikaren Mizrachis Dromis. So we'll say, where would he start from? <clears throat> he would start ultimately again from the, the southeast corner. So southeast, Dromis Ma'aravis, southwest, Ma'aravis Tsephonis, northwest, Tsephonis Mizrachis, northeast, Deve Rabbi Akiva. So I'll say, these are the words of Rabbi Akiva. If you happen, again, we'll get into this more tomorrow, but if you happen to have the pictures, you could see ultimately again. This is picture number 140, the position of Rabbi Akiva. So you can see, I will say how, again, we'll see this more tomorrow, but you'll see ultimately, again, so just, just to give you a simple orientation. Remember, we've established now that the Kohen Gadol is standing behind the Mizbech HaKitoris, behind the golden altar, facing the curtain. According to Rabbi Akiva, essentially what's happening over here is he starts from the bottom left corner and makes his way around. So counterclockwise, Rabbi Akiva goes counterclockwise. So you start again from, and, and remember, also remember, how is he getting to these corners? Right now we're assuming, what is he doing? He's walking. Again, we'll, we'll change that. But according to Rabbi Akiva, start from the bottom left corner and work your way around counterclockwise. That's Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yosef the Omer, no. Mikar Mizrach is Sphonis. You start ultimately again from the northeast corner, Sphonis Ma'arabis, northwest, Ma'aravis, Drom is southwest, Drom is Mizrach is southeast. So the Gemara says, that's Rabbi Yosei Aglibi. Malkum Shabbi Yosei Aglibi Maschil, Sham Rabbi Akiba Poseik. Malkum Shabbi Akiba Maschil, Sham Rabbi Yosei Aglibi Poseik. And I will say, again, Rabbi Yosei Aglibi and Rabbi Akiba are exactly the opposite. If you look, if you have the pictures, picture number 141, I will say, you don't even need the picture. It's easy enough to illustrate. Rabbi Yosei Aglibi has him starting the exact opposite end. Whereas Rabbi Akiba has you starting from the bottom left corner, and going around counterclockwise, Rabbi Yosef has you starting from the bottom right corner, right corner, ultimately again going around. No, it's just the opposite, by the way, just the opposite, I'm sorry. Rabbi Akiva is clockwise, I'm sorry. Right, Rabbi, same thing, bottom left corner, Rabbi Akiva is bottom left corner, and Rabbi Akiva has you going around clockwise. Rabbi Yosef has you starting from the bottom right corner and going around 
counterclockwise. Rabbi Yosef will stop over for today, but this is a fundamental machlokis. Now, again, I want to be clear. Right now, both Rabbi Yosef Lili and Rabbi Akiva, halacha lamaisa, you're walking around. One more time, Rabbi Akiva, start at the bottom left corner, go around the Mizbeach clockwise. Rabbi Yosef Lili, start at the bottom right corner, go around counterclockwise. We'll pick up here tomorrow. We'll say, Shkoya. Thank you.